2: Punk Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry, presents the Cavalcade of America. Tonight's story, Romance at Fort Crawford. Tonight's stars, Arlene Dahl and Lex Barker.
1: Here is 1832. In the little frontier outpost of Fort Crawford, high on the Mississippi River at Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin, the arrival of a riverboat from the south is an event not to miss. Waiting oh. with the small crowd on the dock are a lovely girl of 18, Sarah Knox Taylor, and her father, Colonel Zachary Taylor, commander of Fort Crawford.
3: Oh, and father... He's had a coat of paint since last
4: night. And new flags, too. Oh, and
3: there's Captain Martin on the bridge. My, didn't he dock her beautifully? He's waving. Shall I wave back?
4: Well, do as you like, don't you always? But I expect you'll be more interested in somebody else on board who's supposed to be arriving here. A second lieutenant right out of West Point.
3: Oh, really, Father? What's his name?
4: Uh, Davis. Uh, one of those Mississippi Davis's plantation owners there he is. You're marching down the gangway. <laughs> Take a gander.
3: Oh, my, he's handsome, Indy. But, good heavens, he's in full uniform.
4: Yes, it is. It, it, it's a one-man parade.
3: He's seen you. He's coming over.
2: Good Morning, sir. I'm Lieutenant Davidson. And by the honor of addressing Colonel Zachary Taylor, commander of Fort
4: Crawford. Uh, well, Lieutenant, I don't know how much of an honor you've got, but I'm Taylor, and this is my daughter, Sarah Knox.
2: Delighted to make your acquaintance, Miss Taylor.
3: Welcome to Fort Crawford, Lieutenant.
4: Well, Lieutenant, nice to have you with us. Very nice. And the fancy full-dress uniform, too. Uh, don't see very many of them out here. Is my uniform out of place, sir? Well, uh... Considering that we're in the middle of a wilderness,
2: it uh, it may be, uh, just a mind. I understood, sir, that Army regulations require full uniform when reporting to a new commanding officer. Lieutenant, I've been fairly well
4: acquainted with the Army regulations for going on 20 years. Father, I... But out here, we got sense enough not to pay too much heed to them. I beg your pardon, sir?
3: Father, I believe Captain Martin wants to talk to you on the boat.
4: Oh, oh certainly. Uh, excuse me.
3: Well, you mustn't mind Father's jokes too much, Lieutenant. But, my, you, you do take offense quickly, don't you?
2: Perhaps so, Miss Taylor. Perhaps my sense of pride is more highly developed than my sense of humor.
3: <laughs> well, your uniform is most becoming, regulations or not. And we're really not savages out here, you know. We still had the parade at retreat and, and of course, an officer's... Still expected to pay his respects to the commander's wife upon arrival.
2: Now, I should be delighted to call upon your mother, Miss Taylor. Will she be at home this evening?
3: Why, yes, we... Ah, yes, she'll be at home. Shall I tell her to expect you? For uh, about eight? Very well. Oh, uh, I don't even know your Christian name.
2: Jefferson. Jefferson Davis.
3: Jefferson Davis. A very pleasant-sounding name, Lieutenant. Most pleasant-sounding. <laughs> You come in. Or leave a kiss within the cup. And I, I not asked
2: for why.
3: Me. And now, Lieutenant. The thirst does brought. Brought. Come on. The soul does Lieutenant, you were supposed to join us there.
2: You'll have to excuse me, Miss Taylor. I'm not the least musical, I'm afraid. <laughs>
3: But neither are we. Come along
2: now. Oh, if you don't mind, I'd rather not.
3: Oh, nonsense. If you can put up with our voices, we can put up with yours. Come, I insist.
2: I'm sorry, Miss Taylor, but I'd really prefer not to.
3: Well, I'm afraid we wouldn't have time in any case. Colonel Taylor likes his family to retire at nine, and it's that now.
2: Then I'll say goodnight, Mrs. Taylor, and thank you for a most enjoyable
3: evening. Nice to meet you, Lieutenant, and you're welcome to call again at any time.
2: I'd be delighted to, ma'am. Good night, Miss Taylor.
3: Good night, Lieutenant. Well, of all the stubborn, impossible, mother, something's got to be done about that young man, and something's gonna be. Before I finish with him, that that Mississippian is gonna be singing like a bird, even if it is only a crow. <laughs> He's only been singing for a few months. That was pretty near to magnificent. If the (laughs) lieutenant weren't such a gentleman, I'd suspect him of trying to drown us out. Well, you'd scarcely blame him, would you? Excuse me now. I'll take these glasses back to the kitchen. My, nine o'clock so soon. Better say goodnight now.
2: I didn't realize I... I'm afraid I don't glance at my watch when I'm here, Miss Knox.
3: I'd consider it extremely unfortunate if you did, lieutenant...
2: Miss Knox, may I tell you how much I've enjoyed these evenings with you during the past few months? Considering that, well, I, I suspect I was something of a stiff-necked young Martinette when I arrived here, and, and your friendship has meant more to me than I... That is, your friendship has meant a great deal to me.
3: Oh, and to me uh, as well.
2: And as I've changed, Miss Knox, so have you. You seem older and less, well...
3: Less of a silly, flirtatious girl? Don't deny it. I know
2: what you mean. Miss Knox,
3: I. Oh, Father must be coming.
4: I'm sorry.
2: Yes, I am, too.
4: Afraid it's after
2: nine, Knox.
4: Time to say good night. I'll show the lieutenant out. Oh.
3: Well, good night, Lieutenant. Father?
4: Good night, Miss Knox. Uh, don't go, Lieutenant. I'd like to talk to you. <clears throat> Sit down. Yes. Let me see. You've been here about six months now. Tell me, how do you like life in the Army? Very much indeed, sir. Uh Mm-hmm. Intend to make a career out of it? Yes, sir, I certainly do. I see. Well, now, Davis, I'm going to tell you something. You've been seeing a good deal of Knox lately. Well, sir, a long time ago, I made up my mind that Sarah Knox would never, and I say never, marry into the Army. I see. Therefore, in the future, I expect you to conduct yourself accordingly. Are you telling me, sir, that I'm not to call on your daughter? Considering that nothing except disappointment can come of it, Davis, suppose I leave it up to you as a gentleman. Mm-hmm.
0: Lieutenant. In the future, I'll feel quite safe when you're on duty.
5: Well, it's after ten, Miss Knox. Shouldn't you be at home?
0: Oh, it's such a warm night. I I thought a walk might help me sleep. Tell me, are you uh, still cultivating your singing voice?
5: Why? I... I've been busy with my law books every evening for the past few weeks, Miss Knox. Uh, uh, No time for singing.
0: Oh. Uh, Mother and I have missed our musical evening.
5: Why, too, Miss
0: Knox, I... Since you haven't called, we... We thought perhaps we might have offended you in some way. Or... Oh, no,
5: not no, not at all, I assure you. Or,
0: or perhaps my father had said something, which...
5: which... Why, no, no, Miss Knox. That, that is, I...
0: It was father, wasn't it? Please tell me the truth. Or shall I ask him myself?
5: Well, Miss Knox, uh He did, he did venture to remark that under no circumstances would he allow you to, to become the wife of an army officer. Oh. And, and I felt that as a gentleman, I, I had no right to continue my attentions to you.
0: As a gentleman? A gentleman, Lieutenant Davis, tells a lady the truth. A gentleman isn't a, a, coward or a thoughtless conceited. Anyway, he doesn't suddenly stop calling on a lady without... A single word of explanation and, and allow her to sit and wait and wonder and worry. That is, I mean, she were a fool, which I I certainly am not, I assure you. And it's no concern of mine, lieutenant whether I ever set eyes on you again.
5: No, please, Sarah. Sarah, wait. Sarah, Miss
0: What did you call me?
5: I never did like the name of Knox, and, and I want to call you Sarah.
0: But I I don't understand.
5: You don't understand? I love you, Sarah. Before I wasn't certain, but now suddenly I know. I want you to be my wife. That is, if
0: if. You... Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, I love you too. I've loved you for months. I I've
5: been so miserable.
0: Oh, my darling. Hold me close.
5: Good evening, Lieutenant. It's your father. Uh, Good evening, Colonel.
0: Father. Oh, it's my fault, Father.
5: Colonel Taylor, your daughter and I love each other deeply. We ask your permission to be married. I intend to resign from the Army, sir, and become a cotton planter. Lieutenant, you could be a planter, or a
4: banker, or a minister, or the governor of Mississippi. I haven't the slightest intention of ever having you for a son-in-law. May I ask why, sir? Why? Because I don't like you. Never did, never will. Because, judging from what I just saw, you're an untrustworthy scoundrel. Is that plain enough?
5: I must ask you to retract those words, sir. Please. And if I don't, then I'll have to demand satisfaction.
4: All right, go ahead and demand. My words stand as spoken.
0: Jeff, I beg you. He's my father. Jeff.
5: Very well, Colonel. Your words stand as spoken.
4: And that's not all that stands, Lieutenant. Two years from now, when Knox is 21, she can marry any fool she has a mind to. Until then, you won't see her or talk to her. And to make certain of it, you'll be transferred to another army post as soon
5: as possible.
4: Come along, Knox.
5: Sarah. Yes. Two years isn't forever. Will you wait?
0: I'll never marry anyone else, Jack. Never. Coming not? Yes. Yes, Father. I'm coming. <coughs>
1: Tonight on Cavalcade of America, Arlene Dahl is starring as Sarah Knox-Taylor and Lex Barker as Jefferson Davis in Romance at Fort Crawford. For two endless, lonely years, Sarah Knox-Taylor and Jefferson Davis were kept apart while Zachary Taylor waited, certain that their love would die. And then finally came a birthday, a 21st birthday.
0: Oh, thank you, Father. They're a lovely present. But there's something else I want. Your blessing on my marriage to Jeff Davis.
4: Knox, you know how I feel about it. Oh,
0: not your permission, Father. I don't need that now. But please, give us your blessing. I'm leaving tomorrow to meet Jeff in Louisville. He's out of the army now. He resigned as he said he would.
4: I don't care what he said or what he did. Oh, I, He's nothing. I'm sorry,
0: Father. Please excuse me. I I have to pack. Oh. Nox, dear. Remember to write her. Father, please. Please.
4: Goodbye, Knox. Hurry, you'll have to go aboard, dear. Goodbye. Good luck. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye, Father. Dear Mother, Jeff and I were married here this afternoon, and we leave tomorrow for Jeff's plantation in Mississippi. All my love to you and to Father.
5: I ever tasted. Thank you, Sarah. Oh,
0: I thought you'd like some. It's so hot out here in the fields. Besides, I've missed you every minute, all morning.
5: Nah, no, no darling. It's not much of a honeymoon for either of us, is it? Oh,
0: I don't mind. Really, Jeff, not, not when it's for our future.
5: And we'll make up for it, I promise, in Louisiana. If I know Sister Anna, there'll be balls and parties every night of our visits.
0: But must we really leave so soon, Jeff? And are you sure it just isn't superstition, all that talk about the, the chill and fever season?
5: No, I wish it were. No, you see, during the late summer, bad air rises from the swamps. Malaria, the Italians call it. And if we breathe too much of it, why, we're liable to...
0: Oh, Oh, I declare... Another one of those pesky mosquitoes just took a bite out of
5: me. No, I know they've been they've been <sighs> feasting on me too. Don't you mind, Sarah, my love? You'll get used to them. <laughs>
0: My, it's lovely out here on the porch. Oh, and look at the new moon, Jeff. Just a sliver. Oh, and listen to the singing. Oh, darling, I, I feel so contented.
5: You must be tired, too. You shouldn't have hurried so, sir. We have a whole lifetime, remember?
0: I know, but... Well, I, I want to make up for those... Two years, Jeff. Those two years wasted and lost because we weren't together.
5: Wasted? Not altogether, Sarah. Not for me. You see, without those two years, I'd never have known how much I really needed you. How much you'd become a part of me. best part, Sarah. The part that can sing or bellow, rather. <laughs> and laugh at myself and Yes, and stand on the Lewisville dock and not care much who sees me. Best of all, dear, it's only the beginning. Why, we've years of. What is it, dear?
0: Oh, oh, nothing. It's just. Would you mind reaching for my shawl, Jeff? It's It's doing cold suddenly. I feel it chill.
5: Chill? Why, it's hotter than. Yes, of course. Here, let me put it around
0: you. Oh, put your arm around me, too, Jeff.
5: Sarah, I just thought, we've really nothing left to do here. Let's leave for Louisiana tomorrow.
0: All right, dear. Whatever you wish. Only, perhaps we'd better go inside now. Ah, it's getting cold, hasn't it? Oh. <laughs> This is Sarah. Oh, my. She's lovely. How do you do, my dear?
5: How are you, Anna? This is my sister, Anna, Sarah.
0: How how do you do, Anna?
5: Anna, my wife, isn't well. She has a fever. She must go to bed at once.
0: Oh, what a shame. And, and Jeff, your cheek is hot and flushed too. Well, now, both of you go right on inside, and I'll be right there. Johnson. Johnson, take the carriage to Dr. Harper. Yes, ma'am. Tell him that my brother and his wife are both very ill. It appears to be malarial fever. And tell him to come at once, Johnson, at once. Yes, ma'am. Doctor, I'll take it. Jeff. Mm Hmm? Here, Jeff, drink
5: this. Anna. How are you, Anna? I don't remember what. I know,
0: dear. You've been delirious for almost three days. But you're much better now.
5: Sarah. How's Sarah? Where is she?
2: Is she all right?
0: She's right across the hall, Jeff. And and she's better, too. Much better.
2: May I see her?
4: May I go to her? No, not today, Mr. Davis. Uh, You both must remain in bed. Uh, Tomorrow, perhaps. Will you
2: give her my love?
0: Of course I will. And she asked me to send hers to you. Now, you lie back and rest... I'll be back in a moment.
5: Thank
0: you, Doctor. Can't we tell him if he were to die? Without... No,
4: I'm sorry. He's far from out of danger even now. Wait a minute. He's singing again.
0: He mustn't hear. Sarah, dear, you must be quiet. Please, dear. Oh, doctor, can't you
5: do something? I heard singing. Jeff. It it sounded...
2: Jeff, go back to Sarah.
4: Sarah,
5: please, Mr. Davis, return to your bed. You're far from well. Sarah. Sarah, it's Jeff. Sarah, look at me.
0: Jeff. How, how, How do you feel? Are you all right? Oh,
5: you look tired. I'm much better, dear. And you'll be better soon, too. Won't she, Doctor?
0: Oh, yes, of course, dear. But, darling, even if... No matter what, you must
5: get well. No. No, you can't leave
0: me. I don't want to, Jeff. I want to be with you always. Jeff, promise me. Please, don't ever let your pride guide you, but, but your heart, your heart is it did with, with me. Sarah,
5: you're my heart. Without you, I, I'd be... Oh. Oh. I, Sarah!
1: On the 15th day of September, 1835... Sarah Locks Davis passed away in the third month of her marriage. Trouble, Lord, Alone, Jefferson Davis returned to Briarfield and the gates of his plantation swung shut against the world. Inside them for the next eight years, he lived in bitter loneliness. In the years that passed, The two men who had most influenced Sarah Knox Davis' life rose to great heights, her father to become the 12th President of the United States, and her husband to begin a career which led to the United States Senate and finally to the presidency of the Confederate States of America. And the time came when Zachary Taylor was moved to say, I greatly fear that
4: my daughter was a better judge of men than I.
1: Thanks to Arlene Dahl, Lex Barker, and the Cavalcade players for tonight's story, Romance at Fort Crawford. (laughs) Next week, the DuPont Cavalcade will present the story of a bold Kentuckian whose courage made him the central figure in one of the most daring river maneuvers in the South. Our story... Adventure on the Kentucky, our star, Richard Widmark. Be sure to listen. Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade, Romance at Fort Crawford, was written by Warner Law. Original music was composed by Arden Cornwell, conducted by Donald Borries. The program was directed by John Zoller. Arlene Dahl appeared with the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may soon be seen in the Technicolor production of Caribbean Gold. In tonight's cast with Miss Dahl and Mr. Barker... Bill Adams played Zachary Taylor. Vera Allen was Mrs. Taylor. Ginger Jones played Anna. And Henry Calvin was Dr. Harper. This is Cy Harris speaking.
5: Don't forget next week,
1: our star, Richard Widmark. The DuPont Cavalcade of America comes to you from the Belasco Theater in New York and is sponsored by the DuPont Company of Bloomington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living chemistry
5: next its adventure on Hollywood theater on NBC.